It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Major League Baseball trade deadline has passed and the Red Sox traded Christian uh, Vasquez to Houston. And we're going to break down the deal, see what they got back, a couple of minor leaguers, give their numbers, their potential, see where they were ranked by uh, Baseball America. <laughs> nah, not really. Just kidding. We're not doing that. Thank God. We don't have to do that. Why would you want to do that today when the world is on fire? Literally. Thanks to a couple of uh, climate criminals. We'll get to that. We have the top 10 climate criminals. These are actors and singers. For some reason, John Kerry is not on the list, I guess, because, you know, his trips on private planes are for official business. He's out there saving the earth. But a bunch of actresses and actors and singers, they're not. They're just uh, destroying the earth. We're all going to die because of them. We'll give you that list and tell you who's on it, who's not. Uh, that's uh, really not the big story right now, though. The big story is we're going to war. We're going to war with China. Yeah, no big deal. We're going to war with the nuclear-powered Communist Party of China. You thought it was a big deal when we were ready to go to war with Russia, and we still might. I mean, hell, we're all in on Ukraine still. But uh, we have the latest, and it is frightening. Nancy Pelosi, we believe, just landed in uh, in Taiwan after the Chinese mil- Chinese military jets buzzed her plane. I think I have that right. We are tracking it. Ironhead is uh, watching, monitoring the news. We will turn that around for you if we have uh, late the some sound or some some other breaking news, but it's a pretty wild story. Another pretty wild story. We take out the world's number one terrorist, a guy who, plotted and planned 9-11 21 years ago and has been on the run since. He went out on his balcony for his late morning prayers, probably a smoke, and uh, we took him out with Hellfire Missiles, which is the greatest name for a, for a weapon ever, Hellfire Missiles. We'll give you the details on that and tell you what it means. We have Kamala Harris talking about something. I mean, she just gets more... Just ridiculous every day. I believe it's climate change, but we'll play it for you. You decide. I don't have, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm not preparing for week seven just yet. We got the late, the fallout from the week, week uh, uh, sentence punishment that uh, Deshaun Watson got from disciplinary officer, Susan Robinson. I don't think Roger Goodell's happy, which means uh, 
He's going to take action. Get ready. This is going to get interesting. And Greg Norman sat down with Tucker Carlson and uh, kind of laid out the hypocrisy of the PGA uh, as they condemn the live golfers. I've been saying it for weeks now. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's selective. Uh, we'll play the sound from the shark as he fights back and confirms that Tiger Woods was indeed offered between 700 and $800 million to join the live tour. And to his credit, turned it down, even though he's washed up essentially on the PGA tour, I guess he doesn't need the money, but uh, we'll get you the details on that and a lot more on today's Callahan show presented by express VPN. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and they can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to think that. Many VPNs claim to have a no logs policy, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trust server technology. They were the first major VPN provider to engineer all of their VPN servers to run in RAM. This makes it impossible for their VPN servers to store any data, including logs of any ExpressVPN customer. And you don't have to take my or ExpressVPN's word for it. ExpressVPN is so confident in their no-logs claim, they even had one of the biggest assurance firms, PwC, audit their technology. It's no wonder that CNET named ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. All right, here are the latest. Uh, here's the, here are the latest details on Nancy Pelosi's uh, provocative trip to Taiwan. By the way, nobody really understands this. She, the, the administration, the Biden regime doesn't want her going there. They leaked, we believe, they leaked the story. It's supposed to be a secret trip. They leaked the story for whatever reason, to embarrass her, maybe to deter her, but it did the opposite. She couldn't turn and say, well, I'm not going because the Chinese won't let me. That wouldn't, that wouldn't work. So she's there. We believe she's either on the way or there on the ground. And yesterday, John Kirby, Admiral Kirby, spokesman for the White House, is basically a cleanup guy. He's like one of those people that come in after a you know, toxic waste dump and clean the mess up. He cleans up after Corrine Jean-Pierre stumbles and and bumbles all over herself. They bring in John Kirby, who's smart and articulate and an admiral, although he does have to uh, carry the water for this uh, corrupt regime. He said, we don't support separate Taiwan. We think Taiwan belongs to China, which means Nancy Pelosi shouldn't be going there. She went there and uh, this just breaking now, this morning, is that they buzzed, the Chinese buzzed her plane. They have, uh, there's a, there's a, a Twitter uh, feed for uh, Zero Hedge, which is good. Good for breaking news, business stuff. 
military, but I'll just give you the latest. Uh, they have they are tracking her plane, and I believe the other plane that's with her is that like uh, they're tracking two planes, and uh, one of them's already on the ground. We believe that's see. Zero Hedge reports several Chinese warplanes flew close to the median line of the Taiwan Strait Tuesday morning, and several Chinese warships have stayed close to the median line of the Taiwan Strait since Monday, according to a source briefed on the matter cited by Reuters. It was also reported that Taiwan's defense ministry reinforced its combat alertness level from Tuesday morning to Thursday noon, according to the Central News Agency. Global Times, this is the Chinese-run rag, says... Based on what I know, in response to Pelosi's possible visit, Beijing has formulated a series of countermeasures, including military action. Uh, Chinese foreign minister says their position on U.S. House Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is clear. We will take all necessary measures to preserve our interests. Um, They're not happy with this, and they are. This is beyond provocative. This is madness. This is just insane. We are sending, and I guess it's all symbolic. She doesn't really matter what she looks or sounds like. An 82-year-old, pickled, senile, confused old woman woman to stumble around like the streets of Taipei for a few hours. We're not sure to spend a night. She's going to have to with the, the booze on that plane. She's going to have to spend at least a night. Oh yeah. But just as a symbol of defiance. At the same time, the president, the administration is saying, we don't support this. So how are we not speaking with one voice? And China is threatening military action. So what happens if they go through with that? What happens if they, you know, I guess they already, according to, who's reporting this, by the way? Fox has it up on the on the Chiron. Is there an official report? Is it Reuters reporting her plane was buzzed? Because that seems so provocative that would that would call for at least our president to come out and denounce it while she's what's she going to do get a cup of coffee I mean, she's not going to get a drink is she i mean that would be a little embarrassing but we've seen her she's not really she's more lucid than the president but she's not very lucid she's not going to say anything that uh, that the country can stand behind something that we could be proud of she explained to trip in front of the media the other day, and it was just a rambling mess of of words that uh, she talked about how she's a West Coast person, so she feels a connection with uh, with, with Asia, <laughs> with with Taiwan because she's from San Francisco, which is how many thousands of miles away from Taiwan? What is the connection to, from San Francisco to Taiwan? I don't know, but it it made no sense. It never makes any sense when she talks, but. Uh, nothing yet, nothing yet. I'm, we're looking for video to see if she's on the ground, walking around, and then reaction from the White House. I assume they will allow Kirby to do it again because Corrine Jean-Pierre is utterly incompetent. She's, I believe, a Columbia grad. She is so dumb, so overmatched. She couldn't handle uh, the question. Did you see the questions when they asked her about the wall, by the way? She's on record. She made videos. She worked for moveon.org denouncing the wall as racist and, and ripping Trump as a racist for building a wall. Now they're finishing Trump's wall, you know, patching up the little, the openings, the holes in the wall. And they're proud of that. And she can't even answer the question of what changed. Why is the wall okay now? 
when it was so racist. It was racist three years ago, according to her. It was awful, and they were never going to build another inch of wall. Now they're doing it. They're finishing Trump's job, and she can't explain why. They're just such hypocrites. Is this uh, this is her it, taking yeah. the wall? It, it almost, uh, this won't do it justice because you need to watch, if you're watching, if you're just listening, she looks so overwhelmed. She's got weird eye makeup on it. She's just looking down going, um, 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 um. Doesn't know what to say, but let's listen to the great Peter Ducey grill Kareem Jean-Pierre on uh, on the wall before we get back to uh, World War Three. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt. Uh, to build a wall. And I just want to be very, very clear here. On day one, uh, we returned the money, uh, the $8 billion the prior administration took from our military. We gave that back uh, to the military for military families, for schools, for bases. That's what that money was being used. That's what it was taken away from. And so, again, what we're doing is cleaning up the mess that the prior administration has done. But President Biden, as a candidate, said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So what changed? We are not finishing the wall. If walls work in that part of Arizona, is this the administration trying to get migrants to cross somewhere else, like in Texas? What what is the plan? We are not finishing a wall. We are cleaning up the mess that the prior administration made. We are trying to save lives. This is what is this is what the prior administration left behind that we are now cleaning up. By finishing the wall. It's just so repulsive. She just said they took the money that was going to be used on the wall to pay for the military and schools. You know who gets overwhelmed under the current regime under the policies of about schools, elementary schools in, in Texas and Arizona, along the border, they get overwhelmed. Hospitals get overwhelmed. The money for the wall is a fraction of the cost you pay when they get here and, and they go to school and they go to emergency rooms and they go for, uh, for EBT cards and everything else. They, they saving money and cleaning up a mess is exactly the opposite of what they're doing. They are literally finishing or uh, extending the wall something they called get get the video there's a video of her 2019 which i believe was still with moveon.org just ripping trump and anyone else who supported a wall as abject racists but i we can uh, yeah as you look for that uh we got no updates we got no updates nancy pelosi we believe is on the ground we believe this is like you know get archduke ferdinand getting shot this is the beginning of world war three our our pending uh, nuclear war with uh, communist China. Can't wait. Such a, this, this, this administration has got it all figured out, don't they? 81 million people are responsible for this. They voted for this. And now we are not only provoking, or she's not only provoking China, which I'd be okay with if we were all in, but the administration is throwing her out, throwing her under the bus, leaving mixed messages and you just wonder how China responds. But maybe we can, you know, I don't know, use a Hellfire missile and take out Xi Jinping. Maybe that's what we can do, Joe Biden. I would say, I, I guess, I get, we'll, 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 I want to get to this uh, uh, this killing of Al-Zawahiri. 
al-Zawahiri was the leader of al-Qaeda. He was like second in command to bin Laden. My first question every time there's been a story about al-Zawahiri over the last, uh, you know, 20 years is who, who let him operate on them? He was a surgeon. Imagine going into surgery. You know, get your appendix out and you look up and there's that guy with the big, with the dent in his forehead, that monster who's responsible for killing thousands and thousands of civilian and uh, American soldiers. That guy was a surgeon. (laughs) I can't imagine, but uh, I guess that's not important. 71 years old. He's been on the run for 21 years. We got him while he was hanging on a balcony in, um, in Kabul. Now, this is a, uh, it's not a big victory for Joe Biden. It's a small victory. I'll, I'll let him take a uh, victory lap, but then we will discuss, explain why it is not, uh, was not a great day, a great story, a great uh, uh, news story for, uh, for a great development for the Biden administration. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden ordered the strike. I always have... I find it odd that we give the president credit and it happened with both, you know, Trump, Biden, it happened before that with whatever Bush, you give a president credit. Like when Obama got all the credit for taking out bin Laden, what, why was it a tough call? You have a chance to take out the world's leading terrorists with a missile, no boots on the ground, minimal casualties of civilians. I mean, they, they say there were none. There there might've been some, he's got a big family like bin Laden. Why is that a tough call if you know you got him? Well, Who they, cares? They I weren't. Mean, they weren't a hundred percent sure Bin Laden was in that house. They just had uh, Obama used to blow up weddings, you know, every weekend. You know, say, oh, there might be a terrorist there. Let's take out twenty <laughs> civilians in, in Syria. I mean, very good point. You, you, you do what you do to, to to kill the world's most wanted man. Anyway, uh, he's the president, so he gets credit. He ordered the strike of the Hellfire missiles. Uh, um, but but here's the problem, and I'll let him gloat in a moment. Here's the problem. He said a year ago, before, just before, or maybe it was just about the same time as, as our disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, where we got 13 heroic service members killed unnecessarily. Biden responded by drone striking a family of 10, killing seven children. Uh, never, I think to this day, he's never talked about it. Never been asked about it. It's amazing. He killed seven kids with a missile, innocent children and never, I mean, that's one of the, I don't know, 12, 14, 15 things he's done that is absolutely impeachable in the last year and a half, but didn't feel the need to explain, was looking to save face after getting a bunch of soldiers and Marines killed at the, at the airport. So he kills a bunch of kids and doesn't even feel the need to apologize or even explain it anyway. At that same time, he said, Al-Qaeda is not a significant, does not have a significant presence in, in uh, Afghanistan. They're not going to reconstitute in Afghanistan. Well, w- with this news, that's obviously, that was obviously a lie. You can celebrate. We can all celebrate killing Al-Zawahiri. But what did we learn? We learned that the leader of Al-Qaeda was comfortable living and hanging out and praying on the balcony in Kabul. Not in the woods, not in the mountains, not in the you know caves, in Kabul. So he's and and by the way, do you know whose house he was living in? Do you know whose house that we just uh, we didn't destroy it? Went like through the window, <laughs> killed him, and did some damage. But you know, it looked like an average you know winter storm in New England. It did some damage, but <laughs> a member of the Taliban, 
a guy who worked for the, uh, I think, uh, Ministry of something, Interior Ministry. He worked for the Taliban. He owned the house. So a Taliban guy is renting his house to al-Zawahiri, the leader of al-Qaeda, this less than a year after Joe Biden said al-Qaeda will not reconstitute. They do not have a significant presence in in Afghanistan. No, just the leader who felt free enough to hang out on the balcony where he got taken out with hellfire missiles. But it's a great story, even even though... uh, it was a no-brainer for the president. Before we get him to respond, I just I just love reading this kind of stuff. Uh, the the uh, you know the description you get the whole detailed description. We got a whole timeline. Uh, this is from uh, the Daily Mail. It was six eighteen a.m. on Sunday, and the sun was still rising over the Afghan capital of Kabul when an American MQ nine Reaper drone circling up at fifty thousand feet. 50,000 feet fired two R9X Ninja Hellfire missiles at a house in the city's upmarket district of Sherpur. Ayman al-Zawahiri, Osama bin Laden's former deputy and leader of al-Qaeda, had just completed his morning prayer, the second of the day, and was watching the dawn from his rooftop balcony in keeping with a well-worn routine. His mistake. Moments later, the 71-year-old was no more pulverized into oblivion by the R9X's 100 pounds reinforced metal warhead and six Catania-like blades that would have silently popped out of the fuselage moments before impact. It marked the end of at least 21 years of hunting by U.S. intelligence and military seeking justice for the 3,000 victims on 9-11, which Zawahiri had masterminded and hundreds more killed in bombings in American embassies in Tanzania and Kenya and the USS Cole, which I believe killed 17 servicemen. Zawahiri's death means that all of the plotters of 9-11 have now been captured or killed. Now you read that. And what I think is not only does it kill Zawahiri, it must spook the hell out of the, you know, the next second in command or anybody else, an ISIS guy, Al Qaeda guy, they might not understand it, but I guess they could read the Daily Mail. So a drone, unmanned drone, is 50,000 feet up, and it fires missiles at a house, and it goes like it hits a individual. <laughs> the technology is mind-boggling. I mean, the, U- the Biden regime has done their best to destroy the morale of the U.S. military, to kick people out, Navy SEALs and Marines who won't submit to the useless vaccine. They can't destroy the technology just yet. We still have the capabilities that no one on earth can even uh, grasp. Taking out one man with an unmanned drone, you know, 10,000 miles from the control center, which is probably in Florida, just brilliant and, and awe-inspiring and makes you proud to be an American. This guy, not so much, but let's listen to uh, Joe Biden take his victory lap. Go ahead. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Sawahiri has been a leader of Al-Qaeda, the leader. From hiding, he coordinated Al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance that call for and inspired attacks against U.S. targets. He made videos, including in recent weeks, calling for his followers to attack the United States and our allies. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. 
People around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer. The United States continues to demonstrate our resolve and our capacity to defend the American people against those who seek to do us harm. You know, we, we, uh, we, we make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, oh, no. if you are a threat to our people, the United <laughs> States will find you and take you out. Pulverize you. That's what he should have said. That's such a great word. But he started to do the lean in and, and whisper thing. But somebody behind the camera was like, no, don't do that. No, don't do We will find you and take you out. Stop squinting. Again, you know, God bless him. He, he he stumbled a few times and he moved. You know what I'm saying? He starts moving and the camera's going, hey, stand still. I am offended, though, I have to say that a couple days ago he had two masks. Yesterday he had none. He's trying to kill. He's not happy just killing Zawa, Zawa here. He wants to kill the biographer. He wants to kill <laughs> Kareem Jean-Pierre. He wants to kill everybody. He's unmasked and reckless. Just an unbelievable. But it, uh, I guess he didn't take questions, so we didn't have to explain why the leader of Al-Qaeda had uh, gone back into business with the Taliban. It, it is amazing how, I, obviously, the media is devoted to uh, protecting him and burying the story. But it was less than a year ago that we had that disastrous pullout where guys were hanging from planes and young Marines and service uh, soldiers got blown up by terrorists unnecessarily. And we left 85 billion in U.S. weaponry behind. Just the worst foreign policy blunder in my lifetime. I I don't remember anything even close. And it's just just, uh, buried down the memory hole because... They are, the media is so invested in protecting this buffoon. But we got people, uh, we got uh, commenters here tracking the plane for us, Ironhead. According to Flight Radar 24, Pelosi's plane is 500 miles south of Taiwan. Oh, so she's like right outside San Francisco. That's pretty close, you know, where <laughs> she lives because she feels a connection to Taiwan because she's San Fran Nan. Uh, did you do you have that tracker? Is is that accurate? Is yeah, she not exactly. on the ground yet? She's not on one. Like you said, one of the planes well, is down, but they don't think it's her. So like a, a like a lead team, whatever they call that, a planning preparing team lands and sets things up, makes sure the runway is clear, and the, make sure that you know there's no whatever Fox News or Newsmax people there asking ready to ask questions. <laughs> uh, but we're still not sure if she's going to be uh, shot down. Right? Let's be honest. China threatened to shoot down her. What if that happens? What if, I mean, this is a crazy time. We've gone through some pretty wild times in the last couple of years. Would that be the craziest thing you've ever heard of, you've ever seen, that the U.S., the, major, the House Speaker, third in command of the U.S. presidency, and China is threatening to shoot her down? And at the same time, the, the, the White House is saying, we don't support a, a separate Taiwan? <laughs> in other words... Good luck, good luck, Nancy, but where with China? It's just utter insanity. We are living through the wildest times. I'm glad we have, uh, at least we have this little show here, Ironhead. At least I'm, you know, at least I got you to talk to the, talk about this with, because it's just absolutely nuts. All right, we got so much more to get to. Speaking of nuts, we got the, uh, we got Kamala Harris. We're going to play the sound of Kamala and let you, figure out what the topic was that she was addressing. It is about a half a minute and it's just such a rambling mess word salad that you can't even tell what she's talking about. We have the uh, 
biggest climate criminals. I love this story. The climate criminals, some of whom are the biggest hypocrites who are big green new dealers and environmentalists and spew out more carbon in five minutes than the, than the average person does in their lifetime. And we have the latest on Deshaun Watson. I'm not feeling good. If I'm uh, uh, Desha- I'm no longer feeling good. He got it. T- he got off easy. He got a slap on the wrist. Or should I say a nice gentle caressing of the taint <laughs> from, uh, uh, from the disciplinary officer, Susan Robinson. But unfortunately for him, Roger Goodell still has the power to step in and increase the penalty, and he will. And we got Greg Norman calling out the PGA Tour, a bunch of hypocrites they are. But uh, first, let's do, uh, let's do my pillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. MyPillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Jerry. All right, we got, we're tracking Nancy Pelosi's plane. She's almost to Taiwan. We'll let you know if she lands safely or gets shot out of the air. We will go right to that if we have to. But uh, want to do Deshaun Watson or you want to do the climate criminals? I'm going to save, I'm going to save Kamala because she's just, I love ending with Kamala. But uh, the climate criminals, I love this story too. There's nothing better than calling out hypocrites. And once again, by the way, this is, um, uh, didn't get a lot of play, of, uh, I don't think, in the mainstream media, but the Daily Mail is all over it, New York Post. You know, the only newspapers that actually do journalism anymore. Um, and they got, I, I got the whole list of climate criminals. I was going to, I've been teasing it, but what the hell. Number one, did you know this before you heard the story, Ironhead? Did you? I did not. I would have guessed probably somebody else, like a Bill Gates or something. That's true. I wonder if they can track him. He's he's pretty sharp and he's got unlimited resources. Maybe he finds a way or maybe he has an environmentally friendly plane that runs on like uh, corn or something. Um, runs on impossible burgers. Uh, but uh, Taylor Swift, number one, number one on the charts, number one as climate criminals. Here is your list. This this is a little weird one. Floyd Mayweather, number two. And here's how they do it. This is for a year how many private jet flights they take. Taylor Swift took 170 flights, tons of CO2 emitted. This is tons of uh, carbon emissions. How many tons? 8,293. To put that in perspective, that is 1,184 times the average person, the average American. 1,184 times more carbon emissions from Taylor Swift just from flying, not driving, not building her mansions and, and uh, you know, buying her castles, but just from her flights, 8,200 tons of carbon emissions. Number two, a little weird, but Floyd Mayweather. See, Floyd Mayweather is a lowlife and a piece of garbage of a human, but 
does he preach like Green New Deal stuff? Does he does he try to shame people into you know using plastic straws and all that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Number three on the list, Jay Z. He doesn't either, as far as I know. Uh, keep going. I want to get to. Uh, we got to find more more of the. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, number four on the list. Alex Rodriguez took 106 private jet flights, totaled up 5,342 tons of carbon emissions. Then Blake Shelton, Steven Spielberg. He didn't take that many flights, but they must have been long ones. Only 64, 61 flights, 4,400 tons. Kim Kardashian, I don't think she preaches either. Mark Wahlberg. Eighth on the list, 101 flights, 3,700 tons of emissions. Oprah Winfrey, now there's a hypocrite. 68 flights, 3,500 tons of emissions. There's a, I wanted a couple of people I wanted. And number 10, Travis Scott, another scumbag, but at least he doesn't preach, I don't think, environmental nonsense. He just does his thing and, you know, encourages his, his followers, to, uh, his fans to kill each other. You know, typical. But um, Oprah definitely. What do you do? So he likes to get rowdy. Yes, he does. And if kids, you know, little 12 year olds get stomped to death, so be it. Adds a little excitement to his concert. Uh, didn't he keep on playing after they were like taking the bodies out? He just kept on singing. Um, anyway, I don't care if you're Mark Wahlberg because he's never, as far as I know, ever preached to me about how I'm ruining the earth. Taylor Swift, on the other hand, sure does. Oprah Winfrey sure does. These are hypocrites. I don't really understand how John Kerry didn't make the list. Al Gore, Bill Gates, as you point out, um, they, they, I don't know how they pulled it off, but these are people, this, the story's great, by the way, again, it's a daily mail on how they tracked the flights, uh, it tracked, uh, flights tracked by automated flight tracker, celebrity jets. So anytime a celebrity is flying around, they track them, but they get photos. Uh, is this the daily mail photographer? Yes, I believe it is of Taylor Swift landing. And she comes out with a big black umbrella covering her top half of her body. And it's hilarious. Like she's Antifa and all the other people on the plane are like her, uh, you know, her family, her band, her, uh, her security. So they know it's her. They track the plane, but somehow she thinks, look at this ridiculous person hiding under this umbrella, shamed, ashamed to fly places on a private jet. Look at her. What a freaking hypocrite. But this this thing is this thing is great. Celebrity jets track track the hypocrites. How come Alex Rodriguez is flying around so much? I have no idea. And the excuse this is from uh, Taylor Swift's spokesperson told Rolling Stone, "quote Taylor's jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals to attribute most of her all the trips to her is blatantly incorrect." Um, excuse me, question for you, Taylor or spokesperson. What's the difference? <laughs> They think it's a, a an excuse or an explanation that she lends the plane to friends. Don't they use just as much fuel when they fly? And they point out that so-and-so, I mean, look at the people getting off her plane. One member of Swiss team clad in a t-shirt celebrating grunge pioneer Sonic Youth blocks his ears as he leaves the plane. So she lets band members on her plane. I give her credit. She had two planes. She sold one because she's so devoted to saving the earth. Uh, but they track her in one week. Yeah, one. Uh, this is not even a week. Burbank to Nashville, Nashville to Buffalo, Buffalo to Burbank, Burbank to Albany, Albany to Nashville. That's five days flying across the country. This fraud. And now she'll 
we'll probably make a song about how mother, we have to save mother earth. I can't believe I used to like her, but uh, what's the matter who uses your plane? It's the same amount of emissions. Anyway, that's typical hypocrisy from these uh, climate criminals. Uh, okay. We're not going to win a save. I'm going to save uh, Kamala. It's too funny. We're going to, we're going to win a tease Kamala and get to it. Uh, what does the guy say? Oh. <laughs> Comment that says Mark Wahlberg flies to Vietnam from time to time to take care of unfinished business. <laughs> uh, I like, I like Mark Wahlberg. He entertains me, but you would have to classify what he said about United 93, the flight that went down to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. That could be the single dumbest, most arrogant thing a celebrity ever said. A thousand percent. And, when he said he, he, the plane, they wouldn't have driven, they, they wouldn't have taken that plane down if he were on the plane. If I was on that flight, it wouldn't have gone down like that, I think was the exact quote. I mean, first of all, the guys who stormed the cockpit, the, the four guys, oh, I used to know their names. I'm ashamed to say Jeremy Glick, Mark Bingham. Uh, they When they stormed the cockpit, they saved who knows how many, hundreds or thousands, or thousands. The plane, we believe, was headed to the Capitol or the White House. They took them down and obviously they lost their lives, but that was the first shot, the first counter offensive in the war on terror right there by these heroes who said, let's roll, gave up their lives, stormed the cockpit. Aren't you demeaning what they did? If you say, if I were there, I would have done more. Like what? <laughs> what? And by the way, the, uh, I think it was Mark Bingham was a big ass uh, rugby player. I'm going to guess he's, uh, as strong or, or certainly bigger and tougher than Mark Wahlberg. I know Wahlberg is a, is jacked, but he thinks like he was going to just like take out all the terrorists by himself. Now, if like, I don't know if, uh, if Fred Smurlis were on the plane, I'd feel like maybe he could have done it. <laughs> but Mark Wahlberg is any like five, seven. He's, he's jacked. <laughs> uh, he is jacked. I will give him that. And he works out hard at like what two in the morning gets up to work out and all that. But uh I don't think he would have saved the, the plane and, you know, killed the terrorists with his bare hands. But anyway, There's the he's, a cli- right there. he's a climate criminal. Uh, what does it say? Go ahead, read it for me. Uh, if I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in the first class cabin and then me saying, OK, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. He actually said that. Mm-hmm. Who's he? Who he talk, who's he talking to? Who quotes him? That is the dumbest freaking thing I've ever heard. This is a Fox News story running. That is unbelievable that you actually said Men's Journal. There it is. In the February of Men's Journal, he tells a reporter that if he was on, there would have been blood. I'm pretty sure, Mark, there was blood in the first class cap in the uh, cockpit. And I'm pretty sure the the heroes of 93 did their best. That is so absurd. Don't you feel silly looking at that now, Mark Wahlberg? But he's a, he's a, what can you expect? He's a climate criminal. He's uh, number eight on the list. I feel like that that list needs updating. There's just so, so many celebrities that belong on there that didn't make the list. Maybe Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Throw up that picture of Costner. Can I, before we get to uh, Deshaun Watson and and uh, Kamala Harris, and by the way, update you on, uh, on Nancy Pelosi's plane. Celebrity endorsements in, in politics, they rarely matter. You know, it's real, not really a big deal. Trump, that matters. Trump's a celebrity, but he's also former president. So his endorsement absolutely matters. And by the way, they're voting in Missouri today for governor. Um, and the two guys are both named Eric. And Trump came out and endorsed Eric. Eric Greitens, the former Navy SEAL, and Eric Schmidt. 
it was cute, I guess, but can't you pick one? I mean, can't you pick Eric Schmidt? Just, I mean, he's a Trumpkin. He's a guy after your own heart. Why can't you pick him? Anyway, Liz Cheney's on the ropes. She's going to get stomped in a hundred days. Uh, she's going to lose by 30, which will be great. She'll go take a job at MSNBC and with some consulting firm in DC where she belongs. She tweets this out yesterday. What does it say? Real men put country over party. And is a picture of Kevin Costner, John Dutton himself, with a T-shirt that says, I'm, say, I'm for Liz Cheney, just yeah. a plain, real nice T-shirt. Would that cost eight bucks to make? <laughs> I'm, I'm for Liz Cheney in his cowboy hat. I think he's on the set of Yellowstone. There's not one person, not one person in Wyoming who sees that and says, you know, maybe I'll take another look at Liz Cheney. You know, maybe she's not so bad after all. Because some celebrity from Hollywood goes into Wyoming and pretends to be a cowboy, tells you who to vote for. You think anybody puts any, any weight in that and says, you know, you know, maybe I will go for Liz. Maybe, maybe, maybe some will. Maybe instead of losing by thirty, she'll lose by twenty-eight. But that's going to be a great day for conservatives around America to watch that backstab and traitor go down in flames. And then, and then she said she might run for president in twenty twenty-four. Hopefully, she will along with Trump and they can debate. It'd be great. Be great. Great. All right, let's do, uh, uh, let's get to Deshaun Watson. Um, I said this yesterday when the news was just breaking, you got six games. It was a remarkably lenient sentence. Could not believe it. I know Susan Robinson. I mean, we've talked about it before. Was this judge doing this, did this three day hearing, this disciplinary hearing, and it was her call, but I just assumed Goodell was, making, you know, behind the scenes, had some influence in this. They had a hearing. Uh, I believe the league wanted a year, at least a year. And he sat out last year's, so it had been two years. And they wanted financially to be, to inflict some damage on Deshaun Watson, who's accused by at least 30 women of sexual improprieties. Obviously, obviously he was underpunished remarkably by this uh, Susan Robinson person, which is why I don't think the union would appeal yet because they, I mean, they might, but they, they ain't going to win. This just, and, and there was one person after another, you know, we did it yesterday morning pointing out, you know, Tom Brady got four games for nothing. Uh, Calvin Ridley got a season for betting 1500 bucks. This guy, um, let me find it. This, this, there were people who got, you know, guys who, uh, who got busted for drugs, performance enhancing, or, you know, recreational drugs, and uh, got uh, much more severely punished. It's, and, and I think the backlash is going to matter. Silas Red Jr., I don't even remember his uh, NFL career, but he said, I got suspended for a whole year from the NFL for weed, but sexual misconduct gets you six games. Make it make sense. Now, Silas Red, um, this is his description. Uh, Coach Boogie, Red Zone Academy owner, former Penn State and USA running back, NFL alum, Sky Blue, Lakers, New York Yankees. He has 12,000 followers. He tweeted out that he got suspended for weed for a year. He got four, <laughs> 479,000 likes. Uh, 56,000 retweets. How do you get 40, 470,000 likes if you only have 12,000 followers? That resonated. And again, that's just Twitter, but there's a whole bunch of examples of people screaming about what an injustice this is. 
everybody admits, everyone agrees that they thought he was going to get much, much more severely punished. Um, this is the headline from Sports Illustrated, Connor Orr's piece, which is a kind of a long rambling piece, piece, but does not reflect well on Roger Goodell. The headline, the staggering weakness of Roger Goodell. The staggering weakness of Roger Goodell. Keep that in mind when I explain that Goodell can now increase the punishment. This, consider what they did. I mean, again, if you're, if you're thinking about how the NFL you know, doesn't have the best interests of women, working women, women of color, most of these women, obviously they were massage therapists, they're working class, hardworking people rubbing his ass for a living, even you know, parts of his ass that aren't supposed to be rubbed. These women, hardworking people, they accuse him of sexual misconduct or sexual assault, of touching him with his penis and forcing their head down and doing the baby pose and all kinds of sicko stuff. These, they heard from these women and they decided not only would he just get six games, but financially it'll be just a, a drop in a the bucket. They, they set up the contract when the uh, Browns gave him 240 million bucks, the largest contract, the largest guarantee ever which is amazing in itself, but they set it up with a million dollar base in the first year, knowing he was going to get suspended. So they did this little, this little trick to make it the least possible damage financially when he gets suspended. That's why it only cost him. What was the number? 340,000. What did you have? What did we have for uh, Trevor Bauer yesterday? It cost him like six. Trevor Bauer got suspended for two years. 60 million. On accusation. Accusations from one woman, which are disturbing to say the least. He got suspended for two years. It'll cost him sixty million. Uh, Deshaun Watson has at least thirty, maybe up to sixty-six women uh, accusing him of uh, misconduct, and it'll cost him three hundred and forty grand, <laughs> and it'll cost him six games. That's why I think he's in trouble. I, you know, I don't know what the union will do when, and maybe then you'll have the battle with the union. But you know. Goodell has been down this road before. He took on Tom Brady in federal court and won, I believe, because uh, uh, Brady ended up serving four games, and it cost him more than that for nothing. You know, Ezekiel Elliott took him to court too. They might take him to court. They might fight him, but Goodell will win in the end, and Goodell has to save face here. There's no way he leaves this at six games and three hundred forty grand, because as I said yesterday, this isn't going away. These women... He settled with 20 of them. That means there are at least four, maybe 10, maybe 50 more that haven't settled. How about this as part of the punishment? I mean, what does this tell you? He's ordered by the NFL to only get massages from team masseuses. Like he can't go out like the freak that he is and get online and find some lady, fly her in because he knows she might do some freaky stuff. He can only use the Browns masseuses. I mean, that, that's just cruel. Isn't that a little, that's a little line. Can't, can't go out, you know, stop at the nearest orchids of Asia for a happy ending. You can only, I, mean, I don't know what the Browns masseuses are like, but that's actually ordered by the disciplinary uh, officer, Susan L. Robinson. But um, I don't think, latest, I don't think this is going to go. Latest on Pelosi is one of the airports has been receiving heavy bomb threats. So she's going to a different one and should be landing no. within the hour. China, this is just breaking China issues and new threats over U.S. visit to Taiwan. You know what? They're going to attack Taiwan, invade Taiwan any minute now. They get the, they see that the president is not on the same page as the speaker. 
They see how weak he is. They're going into Taiwan any minute. This is going to get so wild. So wild. All right. Speaking of wild, let's get to uh, the latest on live. Let me do Shay. And then I'll get the latest on live. Greg Norman. Greg Norman's hanging out with Tucker Carlson. So by the way, the crowd at the live thing at Bedminster was wild. Just there to drive the media nuts. But uh, Norman had some interesting things to say to Tucker and I think people, more people looking into this and saying, you know, this is rank hypocrisy on the part of not just L, not just the PGA, but the LPGA and a lot of other people who are condemning, condemning the live guys. We'll get to that. And the latest word salad from our absolute empty headed vice president. But uh, first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. You know what they can do for you, you know, this summer. You got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New Precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one, Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and it's worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience in a few hours. You'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I Anything good? Anything new? China issues new threats still up there. Uh, breaking, flashing, Brian, new threats. This is going to get nuts. It, it really is. So, so, so the tournament over the weekend, and I got to say, I didn't watch. It was too nice a weekend. I didn't think to go inside and watch golf. That's the problem in July or yeah, July. I was, I was talking to Minahan and he said, you know, he, he watches more golf than anybody than I do uh, more than Charles Barkley. Um, and he said it was boring. He said it was lifeless. There was no energy. And I believe him. Henrik Stenson won, won, won four million bucks for three days of playing in New Jersey. Wins four million bucks. I'd say that was worth giving up his Ryder Cup uh, captaincy. But whatever. And the last place guy made one hundred twenty grand. We've gone over that. And there were no commercials and no TV contract. It was on YouTube. But the crowd, obviously Trump was there, all sweaty and brash, and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton were there. And in the booth or whatever, in, in the stands there, I think near the I don't know, first or 18th hole is Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene just hanging out with Greg Norman and whoever else. Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tucker. If, if the media, you know, if the ESPN, the mainstream media, all the you know, New York Times needed another reason to hate these guys, it was the fact that Tucker was there by wearing a sport coat on like a hundred degree day, which is odd. But anyway, he sat down with uh, Greg Norman and Norman pointed out what I've been saying for weeks. You know, these people, these PGA people, they're in business directly or indirectly with Saudi Arabia. Now that it's convenient for them to protect their product, they say, you're hypocrites. You're supporting the guys behind nine 11. You know, you don't care. They're you know, Trump. They're, they're blaming Trump or blaming Greg Norman or blaming, you know, Phil Mickelson for getting in bed with these 
these terrorists or these terrorist supporters. And I'm thinking, wait a second, haven't I seen PGA players in Saudi Arabia before? Haven't there, aren't these, all these companies doing business with Saudi Arabia? Doesn't our U.S. government do business with Saudi Arabia? Yes, it does. They just singled out the, the golfers like Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson, a couple of empty heads, and say, you should take a moral stand here and, and not take the money. While they don't do it themselves, while many, many U.S. corporations, including the PGA Tour, do business, and the U.S. government do business with Saudi Arabia. It's just rank hypocrisy. And uh, Greg Norman kind of laid it out with Tucker uh, last night. Let's listen. PGA Tour, I think, has about 27 sponsors on the PGA Tour, do $40-plus billion worth of business on an annual basis in Saudi Arabia. Now, why doesn't the PGA Tour call the, the CEOs of each one of those organizations? Oh, sorry, we can't do business with you because you're doing business with Saudi Arabia? Why are they picking on the professional golfers? Why? The male professional golfers. Females, the LPGA Tour, is sponsored by Aramco. Right? Literally? Literally. The largest sponsor of women's golf in the world is Aramco. They're not one word has been said about them, right? But why is it why is it on the guys? Why are we the ogres? What have we done wrong? We're independent contractors. We have a right to go play wherever we want in the world for whatever we want. So what do you think? It's 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 so true. I mean, there, I saw a list of all the companies, corporations to do business with Saudi Arabia. It's all sponsors of the PGA Tour. It's all big money investors and you know the whatever J.P. Morgan's and Cadillac and whatever. They all do business with Saudi Arabia. And so again, does the government? I mean, the U.S. government, the president, is over there doing business, making deals, selling them weapons, buying their oil, and for some reason, Bryson DeChambeau is not supposed to. I mean, you can condemn it if you want, but at the same time, you got to condemn every other company that does business with Saudi Arabia. It's just, they're just such friggin' hypocrites. Uh, and, you know, I, I know it's just, this is the ground floor. This is the, the seed that they're laying down, that it's not supposed to be comparable to the PGA Tour yet. But when you see a guy win in a 54-hole tournament, win $40 million bucks. It has to make all of the PGA players think twice. And I understand a guy like Rory, he's got a billion dollars and he, he loves you know the PGA tour and everything else. He seems like a stand-up guy, but you're, I mean, Pat Perez, a nobody famous for his temper and his long hair got like $40 million. How the hell do you expect him to turn that down? Because nine 11 doesn't make any sense, but I think the PGA Tour is just protecting their product and trying to fend off competition, and the media is doing their bidding for them, certain members of the media. And, by the way, in that same interview, Norman confirmed that Tiger did get offered between seven and $800 million, and he turned it down, which is, I guess, commendable because he's not going to win any more majors and probably not going to win any more tournaments, but, you know, he's also got a billion dollars. <laughs> it's not like he needs another dollar. Right. And uh, Minahan was telling me this. I didn't even see it, that they're going to offer Hideki Matsuyama like, I don't know, four or five hundred million because of the Asian market. Oh, my which, God. Which will be wild. He won the Masters. He seems like a, you know, a stand up guy. Nice. Guy. But everybody has their limit. Everybody has their price. And if they give him half a billion dollars to, so they can make big inroads in the Asian markets, uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if he turns that down. Plus, you don't play as much. You get these spectacular private jets flying you everywhere. There's, there's like no, 
there's much less pressure. It just seems like a hell of a way, easy way to make yourself, I don't know, a hundred million bucks, but all right, let's get to it. We, got, uh, we have a guy tracking the plane for us now. Huh? Radar now says 300 miles out should land in 40 minutes. Uh, that, that would be Nancy Pelosi heading to Taipei. According to Ironhead, she changed airports because of f- credible threats. That's pretty wild. Oh, yeah. That is pretty wild. But uh, let's get to it. This is uh, the latest from a vice president. Keep in mind, our president is in cognitive decline. He has dementia. He has COVID, he has oily cancer, and he has asthma, and he's had two brain aneurysms. And That's our president, and he's 79 going on 109. And it's apparently contagious. <laughs> uh, although he didn't wear a mask, he didn't double mask when he made that statement about al-Zawahiri. Um, this is your 47th president. I feel like there's no doubt. Two and a half more years is too much for somebody in the throes of dementia, She's not the type will say, I'm not up for the job. She thinks she's smart. She's stupid. She thinks she's, she's brilliant. She's not, she's ill prepared for, for anything and everything. So yesterday, can we do this? Can we play it? And then you can guess what the topic is. Yeah. How long is this cut? Uh, 27 seconds. Okay. It's a quick half a minute and uh, listen to her words and see if you can get a hint. She can talk for 30 seconds about a subject that, you know, she's there to, to, promote and you don't even know what it is that's how that's how what a mess she is but let's listen to kamala uh, discuss something i know that while we send our prayers and our love we also with each day renew our commitment to the urgency of now and the ability that we have collectively, all of us in it together, to do something about it. May God bless you, and may God bless America. Thank you all. What was that? That's the conclusion. You're supposed to wrap it up. Nice little package. My best guess would be like a oh, 9-11 loves, memorial. She, she loves, I know. Okay, okay you guess 9-11. I'll say it's uh, more money for uh, health care, uh, more money for uh, abortion clinics. That was about climate change, of course. A, the urgency of climate change. This amazes me. This is a woman who's, you know, not smart. We can all agree. Just not a smart person. Not, And she is like the second in command in the free world. She's going to be president. And she's talking about climate science. Like she's an authority, which I understand. That's what all these hucksters do. Kerry and Gore and Biden and Liz Warren and Ed Markey. They're all a bunch of flim flam men selling you on this new deal, green new deal to get more money from you and more control for them. But the thing that blows my mind, it is the most disheartening thing about the United States is that tens and millions, tens and tens and maybe a hundred million people believe it. They believe it. They listen to these hucksters, these phonies, these frauds, these con artists like her who aren't really smart, tell you that they know what's happening to the atmosphere. They know what modern society what fossil fuels, you know, what carbon emissions are doing to the weather. And if you don't give them money or if you do give them money, they will change that. And I understand they're all full of it. They're all liars. But the people who believe it are not all stupid. They're not all just dummies. They're all cult members. I know people, you know, people, the friends who say, 
yeah, we got to do something. I'm, I'm thinking of getting an electric car or solar panels. I'm going, why? Because this f- dummy told you that you have to, because John Kerry, the ultimate scam artist, narcissist, told you that you have to. Do you really believe them? Do you really think they know what they're doing, know what they're talking about? It's just totally amazing and disheartening that people believe them, that listen to them and believe these phonies. It's disgusting. But the whole speech was like that. It was, I, I saw a couple minutes more, and she mentioned, obviously, climate change, climate emergency, the climate crisis. Alarm bells should go off every time one of these frauds says climate crisis. There's no crisis. And even if there were, there's nothing she proposed or Biden proposed that that's going to change it. The idea, let's give them a $300 billion and they'll change the weather and we'll all live happily ever after. God, why do people believe that crap? Uh, I, Taiwan's, Taiwan's presidential office hit with cyber attack as Pelosi visit looms. Ooh, Pelosi, uh, <laughs> Pelosi lands uh, in Taiwan armed with two cannons. We can, fin- we, we can finish with that, po- with that photo if you want, Ironhead. I know you love that photo. <laughs> I know you love the... Gilf, I would say the GG Gilf, the G Gilf, the great grandmother Gilf. Uh, But uh, Pelosi lands soon to land in Taiwan armed with at least two cannons. (laughs) But you know what? After a long flight, even the healthiest young 20 something year old looks a little haggard. How's she going to look when she lands and walking on the tarmac or going, you know, to some public appearance? This isn't going to go well. I do not have a good feeling about Nancy's appearance at best. It just, she stumbles all over herself, says something stupid. And there she is landing in Taiwan with the two cannons. <laughs> two big guns. <laughs> all right. We'll leave it there. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Thanks to you, Ironhead. Anything else before we say goodbye? I think that is the latest. Okay. Well, maybe, hopefully, when we get back here tomorrow, we are not talking about the. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we the still have. Yeah. Hopefully, world. we we still have internet. <laughs> do all That's this. True. Let's let's hope we still have internet and Wi-Fi, and we're not engulfed in World War Three. But I don't have a good feeling. Anyway, that'll do it. I'm Jerry Kelly, and this is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents, and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.